Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's time to swarm the 402. Welcome to the Nebraska Hawks. These guys are brave. They're Hawkeyes living in enemy territory. Listen, these guys are way past their point. But they're still Hawkeyes. They're spreading the Hawkeye height to all of Nebraska. The Frost Advisory is canceled. Corn Huskers, more like corn suckers. Are you ready for this podcast? Let's go! All right, welcome back to the Nebraska Hawks Nest, your Hawkeye Oasis, located in a three and seven Nebraska desert. It's time for another Swarm the 402 podcast. We are excited to be back. We're playing Illinois this week. We're back with all the boys. We got Jerry, Russ, Kyle Schlicker, the kicker, and Matt Meyer. Guys, what's going on? It's good to see all your beautiful faces. Good to be back again. It's good to be back. Now, I think Kyle has transitioned. Isn't he technically Schlicker the picker now and not Schlicker yeah. the kicker? Nice. Yeah. You know yeah. what? Okay. It's been fun throughout all the years uh, hearing all the different words that rhyme with my last name. <laughs> maybe some some old college nicknames that, you know, maybe some girls gave you. you know, that's yeah, those and uh, just, you know, my creative friends, man. They've got some uh, great- <laughs> <laughs> you know? Can you guys well, hear can you guys hear Kyle okay on the audio? He sounds like really quiet to me. Check, check, I can hear. Check. Him. Yeah, I can hear. Okay. Him. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> Maybe that's a All right, let's do a recap, guys. Um, Last week, some of the performances were really good. Some of them not so good. Um, We're going to start up at the top of the mountain. Um, Pretty lonely place to be right now for Mr. Matt Meyer. Uh, Finished 4-2 and last week. 
looking really, really good. Um, that noise was him shutting the door on the competition. Um, <laughs> things he's got a 66.6 percent winning percentage, still holding strong at the top. Um, Russ last week, a very uncharacteristic three and three. Russ usually is you know, right up at the top battling with Matt. That dropped Matt uh, Russ just a one percentage point below Matt at 65.7%. So we got a new leader, uh, which is impressive. And then a tight um, race. a yep. little bit of a t- tight race here. And then we got, let's see here, we got Kyle. Um, Kyle finished uh, two and four last week. He's at 50% right now. So um, things are, um, he, we're starting to rub off on him a little bit and drag him down. And then um, Jerry was three and three, so um, he's at forty eight percent right now. So, um, what do you guys think about those standings so far? That's it. Still think makes sense. Down. I think I know it, but I don't. I'm just having fun. <laughs> I think I've got a hell of a batting percentage if I was playing baseball. So, hey, that's a good way to look at it. Way to stay positive, Jerry. <laughs> Matt, like. Matt, what's the secret to the success so far, man? I've been trying to tell people all year long, if you're going to be betting the farm on college football this year, hop on the Russ train or the Matt train. And so far, you've been really coming through for people. Yeah. Uh, I guess, like I said before, I'd rather be lucky than good. That's all I can really say. (laughs) All right. Shit for brains will do if you're lucky. Hey, you know. Um, so things are going pretty well for a few of you guys. I wanted to ask you guys right now. There is um, an absolute shitstorm right now of coaches getting fired left and right. It's nonstop. Um, we just saw Virginia Tech make a change. Um, LSU's made a change. USC, Washington, Washington State. Um, all kinds of coaches just getting the axe, and we're seeing it more and more early with the early signing period. Um, the, you know, they're not even letting anybody. If you're not going to come back next year, you're gone. You know, Nebraska fired their whole offensive staff. Uh, I want to know from each of you guys. I'm putting you on the spot here. I didn't prep anybody for this, so we're going to start off. I want to hear what Russ has to say first, Russ. If Kirk Ferentz was to announce at the end of the season that he's going to retire and he's going to be moving on, who would be – you're the athletic director at the University of Iowa. Who would be your number one candidate that you would go after? Wow. Probably Mel Tucker. I mean, it's just impressive as hell what he's done at Michigan State this year. And he's really got those kids believing and scrappy play and – um, you know, really a lot of focus on defense and, um, you know, just a, you know, good, clean play, not a whole lot of mistakes. So that's probably would be my pick right now. You know, I think that's a wonderful pick. His coaching style would really fit Iowa, I believe, um, if yeah. that were to ever happen. So um, Mel Tucker has just come on strong and he has turned that team around quick. Um, so um, there is, not pretty, pretty solidified rumors going right now that um, Michigan State is working on a 10 year, $95 million extension for him right now to keep him because um, LSU's come knocking and they're trying to get him to fly down for an interview. And Michigan State's trying to get ahead of it. So, um, 
apparently uh, Michigan State agrees with Russ. Jerry, <laughs> you're getting ready I, to do this. Let's who are you, who are you going after? I think they keep it in house. I mean, I don't know any of these guys, but I mean, you know, you look at like a Jane Orvell out at Nevada. You look at like a Mike Stoops at Kentucky. <laughs> And I just, I don't know. I see him trying to keep it in the family. I don't think it's going to be a Brian Ferentz. And I don't know. I don't know if Phil Parker wants to be the guy. I, you know, I don't know. He's, he's been a great coordinator for a long time. I could see maybe a LeVar Woods, but I just, I think they keep it in the Hawkeye family moving forward somehow, some way, at least when, when Kirk does uh, decide to move on. Yeah. I'm not saying that the right move is to do that. I think with, everything that they've done with the coaching development that Kirk's done, especially in the latter part of his career. Um, I would be shocked if they went outside the the Iowa family, but well, you know, it's strictly a hypothetical. I realize what yeah. you're asking. So yeah, absolutely. Um, I would, I would assume they would keep it in house or like you said, a Jay Norvell, Mr. Schlicker, you know, you're the AD at Iowa right now, hypothetically, Who, who's your number one guy that you're going after? I would uh, well. First of all, I'm confident that they probably already have a short list top three guys that they already have. And uh, if I'm the AD, I would 100% first of all ask Coach Ferentz where that where his head's at. Um, But I have a feeling they also keep it in house. If they don't keep it in house, they keep it in the state of Iowa. And them already uh, talking to, or if not already talking to the uh, you know some of the most successful coaches. Uh, in the state to take over. Um, mm. I don't know. That's what I would want, I guess. If I were uh, the AD, like being the AD, played there and on the AD, uh, I would want that. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want someone who d- isn't familiar with the Iowa way. Um, you know the culture that we have, the culture that the whole state has. I wouldn't want someone brand new coming in. Um, but I would also uh, I think it'd be kind of cool, man, to just start over fresh, have give a young guy a hack at it. You know, give a young high school state title winning coach a hack at it, see how he does, give him three or four years. I mean, that's um, – I'm a fan of that too. Well, What's Matt – the coach's um, name at Western Iowa? That <sighs> Juco that keeps winning all the national championships? Can't I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't think of his name either. Um, he, he might that, be a good choice. And, or or at, very, at very least as an assistant, you know, to bring him on. That um, – that is starting to become the recipe for success, Matt, down in Texas. Um, we're starting to see a lot of these Texas high school coaches get assistant positions at the big programs. Texas Tech just hired as their head new head coach a Texas high school football legend. You're starting to see that. So, you know, Kyle might be a little bit ahead of the curve there thinking about really successful high school coaches to help with those recruiting routes. Matt, who, who do you, who do you think, man? I could just, I'd love having a spitfire like Matt Meyer sitting behind the athletic director desk, like <laughs> making just like <laughs> quick decisions. All right, you lo- get out of here. You lost, you're fired. Matt, who, who, who are you going after? I want to see. I, I really it happens right this. now. If it happened right now, I think I'd, uh, I'd talk to maybe Bob Stoops and see if he's got a few more years left in him. I mean, he did a lot of good things at Oklahoma. Uh, I know that they were kind of tired of him at the end there, kind of gave the new guy the, the reins, but I don't know. Maybe give him a shot. All right. Kind of see where the program's at and if, if if he could build off of it. He was a good coach down there, and he knows the Iowa roots, the Iowa ways. And I mean, I like the, the young gun, too, giving him a shot, but just throwing something yeah. different out. Well, I go ahead. 
I was just saying it, it, it's rich, but I kind of like that. You know, sometimes uh, you need a fresh start. You never know. Yeah. Well, you know, and Stoops clearly has something left in the tank. He was going to be coaching in the XFL. So he had a head coaching position there. So clearly there's some fire still there. And, you know, working on Fox Sports all the time, the guy's still out there. He's still active. He's not wanting to cash it in yet. So, you know. He's got a deep love for the Hawkeyes too, man. He's on Fox Sports yelling, go Hawks. I mean, who wouldn't want that passion as your head coach? That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He, um, I, I think if he's interested in the job, he, you gotta let him have a shot out of it. Oh, there's the Matt Crack of the beer, just, brought to you by Meyer Brewery. <laughs> was that was that coordinated? Was that Matt and Kyle at the same time? I did one just before him. I did my. Oh wow, time. that's yeah, man. that was extra, man. Man, that's we team should, unity. We should plan this better, Kyle. It's scary. We're gonna think too much alike. I'll hold the next. So, so anyway. Well, Adam, you know, we had a big week at the Hawks Nest, so if I can kind of take over the controls here and uh, kind of recap our week. Um, you know, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes, and I even did a little PowerPoint. I mean, how wow. professional is that? But anyway, so we got our weekly recap here. You know, when we started the week, we uh, we had the big win over Minnesota. Adam and I got to watch the game together. Uh with uh, Bowden and Brody. We had a great time. It was a good time. Always good to bring the pig home. So I'm a little nice sad time. that you were there. We don't get to play where was Jerry this week. Well, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, there was there was incentive for me to be there because, you know, I was getting tired of the abuse every week, man. <laughs> anyway. Well this next work. one's yeah, this next one's real impressive. I didn't ask him for I don't think he's gonna mind, but man, look at Kyle this week. Ooh. <laughs> look at Kyle going out, man. Damn. You know, we, we keep giving Kyle about being the GQ guy, but man, that's Mr. and Mrs. Chicago. Uh, I think the yes. kicker actually outkicked his coverage on this one. So, <laughs> anyway. oh, that's awesome. Very nice. Attaboy. So, anyway, good deal. Kyle, I don't know what the big night was. Kyle, can you divulge or is, is it a, yeah. are we keeping it in house? It was, uh, no, I got invited to a billionaire's um, gala for uh, America. Er, Cancer Treatment Centers of America. It was like a cancer fundraiser. Okay. It was over the gosh, you know, we took a Uber Black all the way up to Barrington. I mean, it was it was on this giant compound and then we uh, yeah, we were out till like 2 a.m., man. I mean, it was worth nice. renting the tuck. Right. Awesome. You guys look sharp. Yeah, so we don't my wife definitely outdoes me all the time. Uh that was yeah. uh, I'll admit I look pretty good there. That uh yeah. you know, it's that's our living room, obviously, with uh, the S in the background. I kind of, I kind of wondered if you didn't go out and fight crime at night the way you look in that tuxedo, man. That was like <laughs> Bruce Wayne. Yeah. But anyway, I'm a billionaires gala, Bruce yeah. Wayne. I mean, it kind of oh, sounds fitting. The yeah. pieces are starting to fit together. Uh, <laughs> I get it. That LED dance group for the one American Idol a long time ago was there. Ruben Stoddard was there. Um, Wow. And it was just it was just over the top. The, the filet mignon steak we had was like dusted in twenty four karat gold flakes. I mean, it was it was. <laughs> I think I think I had fried bologna that night for supper. So thanks, Kyle. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I uh, anyway, I, think I fried up some uh, shit on a shingle. I don't know if you guys know what that is. <laughs> Brings you well, back to anyway. high school days. 
I would have omitted this slide if I had to realize how bad it was going to make me feel about my life. So I haven't seen 2 a.m. since uh, for years now. So yeah. anyway, at least that I remember. So. <laughs> that you remember. <laughs> anyway, that'd be another so, podcast, Jerry. That's, that's so, probably anyway. the time Jerry has to get up and pee in the middle of the night. Yeah. Two a.m. One of it's, them. That's the intro. It's called Jerry After Dark. Yeah. <laughs> 10.30. Anyway, so those that didn't know, Adam had a big appearance this week on 1460 KXNO uh, Des Moines uh, radio spot. Got a, Had a nice deal. Talked about the Hawks Nest and our Swarm the 402 podcast and all things uh, Iowa Hawkeyes in Nebraska. And uh, he sounded like a natural that he always does on these podcasts. So good job, Adam. Thank you, guys. It was a lot of fun. Murph and Andy are they're amazing guys, and I, I had a ton of fun. So we always, uh, I always have a good time talking about college football. But those guys, I think, take as much joy in laughing at Nebraska and talking about the Hawkeyes as we do. So uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, and as Keith said on his interview uh, when you interviewed him earlier this year, you know, it, it's all about sports fun, and they reiterated it on there. I mean, you know. It's not about taking it too seriously, like the you know five to ten percent of people out there that go way overboard on it. But yeah, so yeah. anyway, it was, it was a great spot. We will uh, shortly in the next day or so have it uploaded to our website for any of the viewers out there or the podcast listeners to uh, to listen to it. It's also available on their website right now. And uh, great job, Adam. You're a natural. So thanks, guys. Then, I appreciate it. Yeah, and so then Russ had Russ was in Chicago on vacation this week too. And oh, so man. he, he uh, Russ was in Chicago and he said he, he told his lovely wife, Kim, that he wanted a photo with the background, with the skyline. And so she took a charter out on Lake Michigan and got a picture of him. So, uh, you know, that was he, he had a good wow. one. Was it a good trip, Russ? Matt, Matt. It was a great Matt. trip. Yeah. Yeah. Matt. Oh, rook ahead. It's Ross Sira. <laughs> rook, rook up ahead. Ross <laughs> Anyway, sorry about that. So, yeah, Russ had a trip to Chicago, got a picture with the skyline, you know. I was and, thinking the same thing, like, before you even said anything. I knew I knew you were. But, but the funny thing was is, you know, you can't see it in this picture, but right where my cursor, right, right about where my cursor is right there, if you pulls in, there's Kyle on the beach in his tuxedo Whoa. again. He is Mr. Chicago. Yeah. He's everywhere. <laughs> He's everywhere. Oh, Man, I tell you. Bruce so, Wayne anyway. had to fight Russ Zilla, so it makes no. sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. <laughs> the bat signal went off because Russ Zilla was in touch. <laughs> oh, my, my beer just went halfway up my nose. <laughs> oh, That's man. A- Anyway, so yeah, it was a uh, yeah, it was, uh, big, it was a big week for the Hawks Nest. It was, you know, the only thing was was Matt. You weren't in there, Matt. You must uh, you must have been had the nose to the grindstone last week. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I, I I laid low, watched that football game, and just kind of oh. took it easy. Whew. That, that was good. that was good stuff. Um, <laughs> shout out to our per, our production team and our research team for putting that together for Jerry. That was uh, oh, that, that was nice work. There, there could be more as we go on. You never know. But let's go ahead and get into our games. All right, I like all the surprises. That was that was fantastic. All right, um, I, I'm going to be thinking all night. Oh, look ahead! It's Rosilla. <laughs> Uh, all right guys back to business all right starting out the first game we're going to be talking about is one of the biggest if not the biggest in the big 10 probably the biggest we got nine and one mel tucker in michigan state like we just talked about mel tucker's working on a one of the biggest college football contracts of all time going to nine and one ohio state this one's going to be on abc um not Vegas doesn't really think that Michigan State has much, much of a chance. They're uh Ohio State's favored by 19. Um, I think a big reason why, and I you know, I want to get your guys' thoughts obviously on this, but uh Michigan State allows 329 passing yards a game. And uh the quarterback at Ohio State, CJ Stroud, he's thrown for over 3,000 yards this season, 30 touchdowns and only five interceptions. The guy averages 353 passing yards a game. So um, that secondary is not real strong, okay? Um, but they also have some upsides. They got Heisman candidate Kenneth Walker III, who has been running all over everybody. Jerry, what are your thoughts on this one? Who are you going to take? Michigan State at Ohio State. Ohio State favored by 19. I, you know, with the points, I, I'm taking Michigan State. I just, I think they're having a heck of a year. What, what Russ said about Mel Tucker earlier. I'm just, I'm taking Michigan State um, against the points there. So, all right. Um, it just goes to tell you that when you know people bring in a coach, you never know how well they're going to do. They'll bring somebody in that's a sure thing. Scott Frost was a sure thing. Didn't turn out that way. Mel Tucker. His last year at Colorado didn't even finish above 500, but they saw something in him that, you know, he was able to improve them so much. Uh, Russ, who are you taking in this one? Michigan State at Ohio State. I'm going to follow Jerry's lead there. I think I'm going to take Michigan State plus the 19. I don't have a whole lot of belief really in the, uh, it's for sure the rough, rough rush defense for the Buckeyes this year. I think uh, they've got a chance to, Probably put some points on the board. I certainly don't think that they're going to pull it out, but I think they could stay within that line. Um, just to put things into perspective, Mr. Schlicker, Kenneth Walker the third, the guys rushed for four, over 1,400 yards and 17 touchdowns this year. Every time he touches the ball, he averages six and a half yards a carry. The guy is a stud. Kyle, who are you taking in this one, Michigan State at Ohio State? I'm also going to take Michigan State. I'd love to see a good old upset over there. Plus the points, man. I mean, it's uh, I'm rooting all the way. Um, 
you know, as much as I, uh, as much as as Ohio State uh, is, especially and can be at home, I'm pu- I'm pushing for Michigan State this time. All right, all right, Matt. Matt, how's that beer tasting tonight? Is it delicious as usual? Fabulous as usual. Okay, all right. What do you What do you drink? What are you partaking in tonight? Miller Delight. Oh, Miller Delight. Okay, we might have to blur that out. We don't have a, a deal with Miller Light yet. Um, all man. right. It's all good. Yet. I'm just kidding. Uh, yet. Yet. Oh Get it together, Miller Light. We got Matt here. Matt. And I'd love they'd start the commercial with Matt cracking a beer. Hey, my name is Matt Meyer from Nebraska Hawks Nest. When's the last time you had a Miller Light? Delight. <laughs> all right. Matt, Matt, who are we taking in this one? I am following suit with MSU on this one as well. Um, Purdue failed me last week. I picked Purdue uh, to not allow Ohio State to cover the spread, but Purdue let Ohio State put up 59 points on them. I just don't think uh, Michigan State's going to allow Ohio State to put put up that many points, and I think they're going to put up more points than Purdue did too just with that run game and I think they, they're a little more balanced, Michigan State is. So uh, it's going to throw Ohio State's defense off balance a little bit more. So Ohio State is rolling offensively. I mean, they're putting up points, but I just – 19's a lot against Michigan State. They're having a heck of a year. Right. Everybody's on the same page on that one. So cracking beers which, at the same time, making the same picks, everything. Which which just means Ohio State will win by more than 19. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry, after you picked, I almost changed my mind on that one. Thanks, thanks, Matt. I appreciate that vote of confidence. <laughs> that's what Matt that's, said. That's, <laughs> Matt's probably got the exact opposite record I do this year because Matt's been picking every game opposite of what Jerry does. So. That's what Matt said. He goes, I make my picks beforehand, and then whatever Jerry picks, I do the opposite. <laughs> and that, would ex- that would explain his success. <sighs> All right. Thanks, Jerry. <laughs> You're welcome, Matt. Uh, all right, guys. We got going up next, 6-4 and four, Purdue. Um, they're going to be going to Northwestern, who's three and seven, and it's actually not at Northwestern; it's at Wrigley Field. Um, interesting place to have a football game. I saw the layout there; they just barely eke that that field into there. And correct me if I'm wrong. And Russ, I don't know if you've heard this: at, when they play games at Wrigley Field, they only play one direction, don't they? I yeah. believe so. Yeah, I think they. Yeah, it's at least in the past that's the way it's been. That's so. that's the way they've done it in the past. Okay, to me that's just odd, but um, yeah, I think they're on the same sideline too. Maybe they might be. Yeah, I think you're right. And then they go one direction, is what I believe I've heard. It's kind of okay. crazy. All right, well, we kind of like a half court basketball game when you're a kid. Maybe when you get to the fifty, you got to do a U turn and start running back the other way again. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I think the idea the idea of it playing at Wrigley is cool. I just don't know how functional it is. But you know, I'm going to be watching. I want to see this one go down. Um, let's see. We got Purdue favored by 11 in this one. Um, Purdue is just a team. There's a few of these teams in the country and in the Big Ten as well. I cannot figure them out for the life of me. Uh, Jerry, who do you got in this one? Purdue favored by 11 at Wrigley Field against Northwestern. I just I got Purdue. I just Northwestern's defense for as, as poor as they are. I just I see Purdue being able to dink and dunk them all night, all day long. So, 
I'm taking Purdue and the points. All right, Russell, the muscle. Who are you taking in this one, Purdue versus Northwestern? I've got Purdue in the points as well. I just I think Purdue's just got too much offensively for uh, the Northwestern defense to keep up with. So. All right, Schlicker, the picker. Who do you got in this one? Purdue at 3-7 and seven Northwestern in the friendly confines of Wrigley Field. Well, I've got a good story for you first. Um, oh, yeah. On the Navy base, uh, you know, I was there 14 years. And, uh, you know, we would trade community service with the Bears. The Bears rookies would come up and we would show them around the facility, show them our training and stuff. And I'd always kick. There's actually videos on YouTube of me kicking um, uh, against the Bears rookies, like 60 yarders and stuff. It was a lot of fun. Um, but, but Northwestern would come to practice on the Navy base. And I always thought that was so weird. Uh, taking the team out of their out of their environment to go play to go practice somewhere else. Uh, it was a whole day's logistical mess operation kind of stuff, and uh, I'd go out there um, with my footballs and uh, I'd, I'd start kicking uh, like as diving. And I remember uh, Coach Pitts coming up to me and asking me who you know what my name is, and I told him, and, and he remembered. Um, uh, he's like, "What do you?" And we struck up a conversation. You're like, and uh, he was blown away. And then uh, I stayed and watched. Uh, and his kickers, you know, couldn't even hit a thirty yarder at the time. Um, anyway, I'm hitting. Uh, I'm going with Purdue on this one. I just, think that, <laughs> I think the, you know, as much as I like Fitz, he's a good guy. Um, I always thought that was really weird. I don't like that. That I don't like this whole. Let's go. Let's play a game in Wrigley, you know, and playing only one way. I think that's really odd. I think it throws the team the team mojo off. I think it throws your. I don't know. I just don't like it. So I'm going with Purdue, right. man. All right, so Kyle, real quick, then uh, case of beer on the line, your whatever, whatever your favorite brand is. But how far they, it says you got to hit your max distance? How far out could you kick it right now and still feel confident you're going to split the uprights? Wow, um, it hurt hurt myself uh, probably fifty yards. I'm sorry, I could not hurt myself fifty yards. Hurt myself, I could I could still hit a sixty. Um, well. <laughs> That, that's always that's always kind of been. My, I have a field goal post in my front. I actually, uh, it's 18 feet high. My son and I were watching a game several weeks ago, and and you know, I was like, my son was like, I want one of those, and I was like, screw that, let's go to Home Depot, and I got bags of concrete, and I got PVC pipe and neon yellow spray nice. paint. I'll wow. send you guys a picture. It's pretty cool. Like the- well, that's that's awesome. awesome. <laughs> like that new, it's like that new Dr. Pepper commercial where they, uh, they you know, they think the goalposts have been stolen. Kids, the guys kids, kids swinging swing on the goalposts. <laughs> Interesting yeah. design guy that's, here. That was actually Kyle's yeah. house. They filmed that out. <laughs> yeah, it if if Matt and I were to ever build goalposts for our kids, it'd be like Dale and Brennan building the bunk beds on Step Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> no power tools. What? No, I, uh, I, I, I think I. I spent about a hundred bucks and I dug, I dug the three foot hole myself, poured the concrete, let it set. I put a nice. hole and everything you can take everything apart. So like when the football season's over, I'll take it apart and I'll put it, I'll put it in my garage and I'll set it right back up. Yeah. That's, That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Next year is going to be ha- uh, an actual field with hash marks. Wow. Man. I just, uh, I just pulled a hamstring thinking about a 50 yard field goal just sitting here. So uh, I, I, I can barely kick an extra point. So. I, still, I still coach, I still coach kids around the area and I kick with them. Like I don't just stand there and, um, and I, I don't out kick them. I'm just saying, you know, I like to provide them. 
you know, I, they'll videotape me, I'll videotape them so we can kind of compare and contrast. So I, I still stay in shape. I'm only 38 too. So I'm not yeah. quite there yet. You don't go in coaching these kids like you suck. I can hit a 60 yarder. <laughs> Sit down. Watch this. It watch depends, this. It depends on what their attitude is. If, you know, if they're, I've had a couple kids who uh, are pretty, um, you know, they think they're, they think they're top shit. And, uh, you know, th- this day and age with social media and, uh, you know, how many likes you can get. Like kids these days, I have kickers who I've had to re, I guess, retrain their psyche to think. They'll post, you know, they'll spend all day trying to kick a 55-yard field goal. They'll miss every single one of them. But that one that they made, they'll post it. And then the perception is, is that, hey, I'm awesome. I kicked a 50-yarder. But what the public doesn't see is that they missed before that and you know i tell them like look if you're going to do that like get to the point where you can make 10 out of 10 50 yarders and post the whole damn video because that's what people want to see people want to you know, yourself yeah i mean people I you know practice, practice is easy too like uh it, it it all depends on how you produce results for your for your team during the season you know like i yeah. I could kick all day long with no one, with no pressure, you know, with no yeah, how many up. seconds do you even get to kick that ball? Is it, it's like two seconds is all right. At Iowa, um, all three years, I was the starter. We averaged 1.32 seconds. That's wow. incredibly fast. Dude, yeah. I had the, I had the best snappers and holders. I had, it was incredible. I, I, I you know, if it, it was, I give all the credit to the, the the field goal block team, my snappers and holders. They were nuts. They were they were nerds about their jobs. It was awesome. I can I can only think of one thing I can do in one point three two seconds, and it's nothing to brag about. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry's like, I don't get it. Jerry, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Matt, who are you taking in this one? Purdue against Northwestern. <laughs> Purdue's favored. In this one, by what? What are you saying, Jerry? I just was going to say it's been so long he can't remember my pick, so he's got to do this one on his own. So, oh, I don't know, Matt. I mean, Matt, who you taking in this one? The Boilermakers and the Wildcats at Wrigley Field. I'm not going to change anybody's uh, mind here. I got Purdue as well. Uh, only 11 points on the spread against Northwestern. That really surprised me. It wasn't way more than that because. Northwestern's struggling on a lot of aspects of their game this year, uh, which is uncharacteristics of Pat Fitzgerald. Usually he's got them rolling by this time and they're going to compete for the, the West, you know, championship spot. But uh, Purdue's going to put up some points on that secondary of Northwestern. And I think Purdue's defense is good enough to keep the struggling offense of Northwestern at bay. So I think Purdue right. has this one easily. Um, hearing some grumblings here um, around that Jeff Brom might be entertaining some uh, job offers from some open positions already. So um, we'll have to see how that plays. Uh oh. Oh. That's number three. Trace. Oh, man. What, nice. what are you drinking there, Kyle? What is that? Um, you won't find a beer in my fridge that's less than seven percent. This one is. Uh, <laughs> wow. This one is, huh? Yeah, this one's eight eight percent, made by Voodoo Ranger. This thing is. Uh, I'm having. Fun. I'm having fun. He <laughs> says that's great. <laughs> I like it. That's great. Well, somebody who is not having fun right now 
Rutgers head coach Greg Schiano. They're only five and five. He, the, they are turning it around, though. I think Schiano is a wonderful coach. They are traveling to not so happy Valley, the land of James Franklin, for now. This one's going to be on BTN. Penn State's favored by 17 and a half. Is anybody smelling upset, Jerry? What are you thinking on this one? Uh, I'm, I'm seeing Penn State at home. Uh, you know, it's, it looks like a noon kickoff, which, you know, it's not going to be any kind of a whiteout or anything fancy. But anyway, I still think Penn State at home. Rutgers is used to playing in front of a high school stadium, so I don't think it in front of 100 plus thousand. <laughs> so I, I've taken Penn State. I, I think Penn State's still got the mojo in this one. So Jerry, don't be disrespectful. That was the birthplace of college football. I know, and it, it, it stayed in its infancy. So. I'm telling you, that's the reddest, <laughs> reddest stadium I've seen in my life. The walls are red, the seats are red, the press box is red. I mean, happy Valentine's Day. That place is <laughs> awful, um, but but it's a fun place to go if you're a fan. I highly recommend it. Um, I, I almost got kicked out of a Rutgers tailgate uh, when we were there. Matt knows this story because... We had, purchased, we had purchased. No, Matt was not there. I was not time. there. Oh, really? Really? No, I just no. heard the story, so I guess there's no. Um, Mrs. Meyer at home said, "No, you're staying home. You're not going to this one." Um, <laughs> Got to pick sorry, your battles. Yeah. <laughs> Continue, yeah. Adam. Continue, Adam. Though, sorry about that. But um, yeah, we had a had a space <clears throat> that we purchased, but we had to take an Uber down there um, from the hotel because it was so difficult to get down there, and. Um, yeah, the, the parking attendant tried to give our spot away. And I'm sitting there in my chair drinking in my spot. No car, but I'm sitting there drinking. And I got a little cooler full of beers. And I'm sitting there drinking. And a bunch of Iowa fans crowded around me. There's probably about 13 of us in my little spot hanging out drinking. And he was like, if you don't park a car here, you got to get out of here. And I said, you know, he said, I'm calling the police. And I said, call the police. You know, I got my, I got my parking pass right here. And he went and the cop came over and the cop was super annoyed. He's like, he thought it was going to be like a drunken disorderly or something like that. It was way too early for that. But um, <laughs> he was like, he told him, he was like, guy, he's got a parking pass. Like, leave him alone. Like, I, I'm, so, I'm, not, I'm not wasting my time on this. And the guy was furious about it. So score one for old Adam on that one. Um, not a boy. Yeah. All right, Russell, the muscle. Who are you taking in this one? The Scarlet Knights and the Nittany Lions on the Big Ten Network. Penn State favored by 17 and a half. You know, I think James Franklin is lost. I think most of his team is lost at this point. You know, they've really kind of slid in the last three to four weeks here with uh, some untimely losses. Um, I'm going to take Rutgers plus the 17 points. I, I'm going to go against Jerry here. I don't think... Uh, I don't. I, I still think Penn State probably wins, but I think Rutgers can keep it close. Okay, hot take. Um, I I agree. I I think that you know that that's my thought on it. But hey, I'm not picking, so I need to shut my mouth. Okay. Kyle Schlicker, who are we taking in this one? Rutgers at Penn State. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a tough one, but uh, I'm going with Penn State on this one. Um, it's a tough play to play. You know, no matter what, I think a, even for Penn State team, um, it's tough to beat at home. Um, yeah. I'm going with Penn State, man. All right. Mr. Matt Meyer. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take uh I'm gonna take Rutgers on the points on this one as well. I think Penn State's kind of derailing. I think they're they're lost as a team. I think they don't know where James Franklin's head's at, if he's actually at Penn State or not. Uh they they've been slipping defensively. Uh, down that chart, you know, Wisconsin's, you know, got that one spot. And I guess I don't know from there where they're actually sitting at exactly. But uh, Rutgers is coming off of a of a big win as well. I mean, they smoked Indiana, just destroyed them. So, uh, you know, they got a lot of confidence coming into this game as well. You know, I don't know if Rutgers will actually beat Penn State because I think the talent level of Penn State's they're still obviously, and the players are still going to want to win as well. But uh, I think they keep it close, closer than 17 and a half anyways. And, uh, yeah, taking it right. on the points. I love it. All right, boys. The next one, um, we're moving on to the the fighting Brett Bielema's are going to be without their Brett Bielema this week. Coming to Kinnick, uh, where dreams go to die, eight and two. The Hawkeyes are. This one's going to be on FS1. Um, just want to throw in two to everybody listening to the Swarm of the 402 podcast. Next week at the Nebraska game, we will be doing a tailgate party uh, at the Lincoln Salt Dog Stadium at Hawks Field. I love that Nebraska's baseball stadium is named Hawks Field. That's fantastic. Um, How did that slip by them? <laughs> I, I, it had to, be, it had to have been before they joined the Big Ten. When, when, the, Hawks, when the Hawks family makes big donations, uh, you know, it kind of speaks. So Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's because it's the Iowa Hawkeyes. That's why, Jerry. Yeah. Don't, you, don't you disappoint me like that. <laughs> Jerry, quit being so reasonable. We're trying to make a joke here, and you're trying to be like an adult. Okay, I know. <laughs> Somebody, somebody's got to be. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We appreciate it. Um, Touche. <laughs> so we're going to be having a tailgate though in the parking lot at Hawks Field there, where the Lincoln Salt Dogs play. We got a charter bus rolling into town. Going to have the Hawkeye hype kid and his family with us, and the boys from Nebraska Hawks Nest. Kyle is a long ways away. I don't think Kyle's going to be making the trip up for that game, are you, Kyle? I'm sorry, guys. I won't be there, but I'll be there in spirit. All right. That's all good. We kind of figured you weren't going to be able to make the trip. So we might, we're going to FaceTime you in. Yeah, we're going to FaceTime you in. So um, there, it's going to be a good time. A lot of food, a lot of drinks, and a lot of fun. So, um, Allie, sorry I'm missing it. Oh yeah, man. We're, I'll we're, find we're... some crazy seven percent beer that I can drink in your honor. <laughs> yeah, and then we're gonna have to carry Matt into the stadium after that. Uh, hey, as long as I'm there, I'll get you there, buddy. Don't worry, <laughs> I got your back. So come join us for our Nebraska Hawks Nest tailgate. It's gonna be a good time. Gonna have a big bus there, and um, you know we we need strength in numbers. We don't want to get you know beat up while we're there. So we come in peace. We come in peace. Um, all right, guys. Illinois and Iowa. You've got, got Russzilla coming, so what do you worry about? <laughs> that's yeah, true. I ain't scared. <laughs> Russzilla's there. I ain't scared. And, that, and that's he, true. 
And he looks way bigger against the Lincoln skyline than he does against the Chicago skyline. So that's, uh, that's true. If anybody says anything, I'm going to say, Hey, rock over there. Russell. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to be like, all right, no dice. Russell, the muscles in the house. I kind of forgot about that. So sorry, man. I feel a lot better. I feel way better now. All right. Back on track here. The Hawks are favored by 12. Um, going into this game, mm. I watch the press conference every week. I just like to get the temp on how things are going. Uh, Kirk says uh, Spencer Petrus might get in the game. It blows me away how that can be the case. Um, uh, and again, like we said, no Brett Bielema in that game. Um, Illinois has got a pretty solid running back in uh, Chase Brown, uh, averaging six yards a carry for 851 total yards. Now, Illinois, again, is another one of those teams like Purdue. They win games they have no business winning, and then they get beat by teams they should beat. So uh, Bielam is still putting it together there. I'm sure he's got to be really disappointed coming to Iowa City his first year as Illinois head coach that he's not going to be able to uh, be out there. But, um, you know, along with your pick, I want to hear from each of you, Jerry, um, who are you taking in this one? And, and Coach Bielema not being on the sideline, is that going to really affect uh, the fighting Illini, or are they going to go out business as usual? You know, honestly, I have no idea. I'm going off the precept that it's, you know, it's senior day, and um, I just I think Padilla is gaining confidence each week. And I'm going to – my pick is going to be Iowa because I, the, the uh, Iowa by 12, I, I could see it being like a 27-14, 28-14 game somewhere in there. You know, I'm going to probably have to defer to somebody like Kyle to, you know, let us know how much the head coach being absent is, you know, going to affect them. I, and I think Kyle, was it Bielema around or was he gone by the time you played at Iowa? Uh, he was there my freshman year. Um, so. And every time, I, every time I walked down the hall of the Jacobson Athletic Building, he'd say, What's up, Schlick? What's the word? And uh, <laughs> you know, coming from coming from Ankeny, like no one had ever said that to me, and I remember <laughs> th- legitimately thinking, like, of a word to say, you know, like, uh, hmm. you know, I, I was just an awkward freshman. He would say, "What's the word?" That was that was the thing. What's the word? What's the word? And uh, huh. I literally would catch myself thinking of a word to say. <laughs> 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 you know what brett bielema he was an awesome guy treated me i mean you know i didn't spend much him and coach philman philbin too only spent one year with them uh absolute phenomenal guys uh they they made me feel real comfortable my freshman year it was a good experience very so so kyle how big of a difference does that make regardless of who it is the head coach being out like that with covid i mean if the head coach's presence isn't on the sidelines, how, how much does that affect the player? Like, like with you, I mean, where you're, you know, you've got a special teams coordinator that's there and how, how much does that affect the players not having the head coach there? I don't think it, you know what, if you're, if your head coach has a good system in place uh, and everyone is on the same, on the same page, everyone's on the bus, there shouldn't be a problem. Case in point, Penn state uh, 2004, you know, coach Ferentz wasn't there all week. Yeah. Ryan Ferentz wasn't there all week. And we went there. It was a hard, it was a hard struggle, but we pulled out the win. And um, but uh, you know, I think this one's tough because he, it's his first year here, and uh, I, you know, I'm sure you know he's got the experience too. So I'm sure he's got the systems in place uh, for this. Um, they've already thought about this. I, I at least hope that they did, uh, that they have. Um, it, but you know, 
with your players, you never really know how it can affect them. Um, I think they'll be okay because really the plays are there. No matter who calls them, you just have to execute them on the field. In my in my opinion, again, I was just a kicker, <laughs> uh, but in my mind, I think to myself like, look, the plays are the plays. It doesn't matter who's calling them. You just have to execute them. Um, so you were, trust that the coaching staff has trust in their absent head coach. Yeah, you were just the kicker, Kyle. So let's revisit that. Who scored all the points in that six to four game that year? Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that, yeah. Well, that's something I tell my kickers. You know, like they. Uh, um, you know, the importance of, you know, I, I don't bring it up too much, but I was the leading scorer all three years that I was starting. And I think if you're, if, if you're good at your job as a kicker, you should be, I mean, you're on the field multiple times throughout a game. If your coach trusts you, if your team trusts you and, um, you're doing your job, you should be, and everything, everything's going well, you should be the leading scorer. Um, and again, that wasn't, that was never one of my goals. My goals was just to help the team succeed and, and win every week. Um, but it just ended up that way. And I mean, if you look at the history of kickers in the NFL, kickers in, the, in college, I mean, we statistically speaking are the leading scorers of the team just because we're on the field to, uh, to score points, arguably the most. Yeah. I was really hoping you would have done in your Batman voice and said, I won the game. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, that, that game, I'll never forget preparing for that. That week before my coaches, coach Herb, he was a special teams coordinator. And, you know, again, about special teams coordinators, like they don't really do much with kickers. I mean, kickers, you're, you're, you're kind of on your own. If anything, they are a consultant for, you know, resources. Um, You know, if they have connections with NFL kickers, if they have connections with, you know, how to, you know, uh, mine coach Herb was amazing with hooking me up with good film to watch and just a good guy to sit down and talk to about uh, dealing with adversity when, you know, uh, things were going wrong. Um, But ultimately the kicking's up to me, you know what I mean? It's up to me and the rest of my, uh, my teammates picking me up, but um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Where were we? What were we talking about? <laughs> we we started out on the train of uh, what it's like not having your head coach there. So I think you've answered that for us. So the train may have went off the tracks here a little bit. There's nothing wrong with that. I love story time with Uncle Kyle. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> gather, right. around, gather around, kids, on the reading carpet. <laughs> that's, that's good stuff. Like last week with with Pat, man. Like I, uh, you know, he hasn't reached out to me yet, but I'd love to have some conversations with him. But. Um, you know, as a kicker, I think that you do. You're obviously tuned into the game, but I was off. I was also trained to like not pay attention to what the situation was, like you know, not know how far of a field goal it is, not know what the situation is, because that can, I think, trip you up if you're if you're too if you know that it's there's only two seconds left and it's against Michigan on the north end zone uh, on the 20th anniversary of the 1985 the kick. I'm talking about something that happened to me. Um, <laughs> You know, like that, that can really mess with your psyche, I think. But, um, you know, I, uh, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jerry, who you, who you taking in this one? I'm taking Iowa. Like I said earlier, I'm, you know, I just, I think Padilla's getting confidence. I think, uh, you know, I think the game plan, I don't know whether Belam is going to make a big difference, but I like, you know, senior day, last home game of the year. Kinnick, I, I just I'll take I'll take Iowa in the twelve. I just but again that's probably a pick from my heart also. 
I wonder if any of us are ever going to pick against the Hawks. I'd, <laughs> I'd love to see it and like see everyone just turn on them like immediately, <laughs> like we kick them right out of the podcast. But that won't happen. Everybody's voice matters here. Russ, who are you taking in this one? We got Illinois at Iowa. Here, let me change my picks here real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no Jeez, picks for you. you. No, no, no pressure for Russ Zilla here. Uh, you know, I think the, you know, I think there is probably a little bit of impact with uh, Bielema not being on the sideline and, you know, not being at practice most of the week and a lot of reliance on the assistant coaches to, you know, put in the game plan and, you know, are they driving the same level of discipline that uh, Brett probably will, does and, you know, on a weekly basis. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how that um, works out in the game. Um, I'm a little confused on, you know, who's going to be our starting quarterback on Saturday. I think yeah. Padilla probably starts, but, you know, you know, there's always a saying in, in athletics that you don't lose your starting position to in, because of injury. So do they let Petrus come in and see if he performs in that first quarter? So um, I am actually taking Illinois plus the 12 and a half. Ooh. I think Iowa wins the game. Oh. Uh, I don't know that I see them covering the 12 and a half okay. points, though. They say that you don't lose your job from an injury. That's garbage. That happens all the time. Ask Tom Brady. Like, that's how he got his job. Like, they do say that, though. I think that rule's dead. I mean, I think if if you get injured and the next guy comes in and outplays you, you're done. But I could see, like, the one last person on the planet holding on to that old rule would be Coach Ferentz. I could totally see it. But you're right, Russ. Like, they say that, especially in the NFL. But – you hear him say that all the time, and Kyle, they don't stay true to that at all. If they like what they see better, they go with a hot hand. I'm praying to the football gods that we roll with Alex Padilla the rest of the way, but who's your pick in this one, Kyle? My pick is Iowa, um, you know, all the way through. One thing I was going to say, too, is like back in talking about the Penn State game, back in the day, you know, Coach Ferris was gone, like, and he was off doing something. So we didn't want him to be, you know, what I'm getting at is like nowadays, I'm sure Brett, By- Brett Bielema has presence. They have Zoom, they have social media. Like, those players are seeing him every single day, whether it's on a, you know, TV screen or whatever. We didn't have any of that back then. We just trusted that, you know, hey, look, you're the coach, you're the assistant coach, you're the offensive coordinator, you're this, you're that. You're in charge. Like, I'm the talent, and I'm going to execute whatever you say. So, um, uh, but still, with that, uh, I'm 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 going with Iowa. All right, all right, Mister Maddie Ice. What are you thinking in this one, Matt? This could be a tricky one. We got Illinois coming into Kinnick. I don't know. What What do you think? Easy. Easy? Iowa all right. covers the points. Okay, Illinois. Uh, without Brett Bielema there all week, I, I think the assistants that are there are too fresh. They're, you know, I don't know that they can have everybody on the same page this quickly. I know that we're, what are we, 10 games in now? Yeah. But, yep. I mean, that's that's not a lot when you're, when you're talking college football and how many moving parts there are. Uh, Iowa's defense is gonna, you know, gonna hold that rush game. I know Illinois likes to run the football. Uh, you know, they're gonna force those passes and 
our to our awesome secondary, and I, I think it's gonna. I think the takeaways are gonna are gonna out, outweigh that, and uh, Illinois allows a lot of yards too. So if Padilla plays and plays well like he's been playing, then I think we're gonna be able to put up some yards and put up some points against uh, against Illinois. And, and all right. Uh oh, Kyle, man down, man down. Booty Rangers kicking in. Oh, geez, I, I'm just glad. I'm just out. I'm just glad. I'm glad that didn't happen to Jerry. Out. I hope he had his life alert ready. POV. <laughs> uh, Kyle's passed out. Revive. Oh man. All right. Uh, I love your pick, Mr. Uh, Miller Delight. Matt Meyer, I love it. It sounded great. Um, we got our next one coming up. Really a uh, team that's could be the hottest team in the Big Ten right now. The 9-1 Michigan Wolverines going to, um, in Matt and I's opinion, the worst place in America to watch a college football game. The Maryland Fighting Turtles, they are 5-5. Five and five. This one is going to be on the Big Ten Network. We got Michigan favored by 15 in this one um pretty sure i think where everyone's heads are going to be at on this one all right jer bear who you taking on this one jer bear nice um (laughs) i'm going with michigan on that one Oh, enough said. Why I think I, we, we broke we broke Russ. Why why I even talk to you guys? I have no clue at this point. But that's all right. I'm going to make it. <laughs> Look at Russ. Russ the train D- has derailed. Oh, we oh, broke him. <laughs> all right, Russ. Who are you taking in this one? Michigan at Maryland. Oh, that game. Okay, um, I've got <laughs> I've got Michigan. I hate to I hate to put my pick on Michigan. I'm not a big Michigan guy, but uh, or Harbaugh guy for sure. So, uh, but yeah, Michigan I think easily covers the 15. Okay, all right, Mr. Schlickler, who are you picking in this one? Michigan at Maryland on the Big Ten Network. <clears throat> well, I'll tell you what I what I what I think is going to happen, and I'll tell you what I want to happen. <laughs> You know, I, I think Michigan's going to take it. I'm picking Michigan, but I definitely want an upset. I mean, I hate Michigan so much, uh, you know, uh, but at the same time, they're rolling, man. You know, it'd be stupid of me to go against them and not pick them to win. But deep down inside of me, I want Maryland to just, you know, sneak something up and uh, and upset them. But I'm picking Michigan. You know, you never know with the Jim Har uh, Jim Harbaugh team. There's usually a game or two every year where they just come out flat, and yeah. that that has not happened yet. Yeah. So next um, week, yeah, it could be could be uh, against, against Ohio State. Yeah, against Ohio State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that's been pummeled. that's that's been the trend. Um, yeah. All right, Maddie, who are you taking in this one? Yep, I'm taking Michigan as well on this. Um, even with the points, uh, Michigan's got things rolling. Uh, Maryland's terrible. They're allowing everybody to do whatever they want offensively on on their defense. So, I mean, they're having their way. So, um, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good decision. I mean, on my side, from what I've seen stats wise, to to take Michigan. A lot of their games in the last 
three or four, uh, Maryland's gotten blown out too. So that 14 points, I'm surprised it's that low. So mm. the, well, uh, go ahead, Jerry. Michigan. Go ahead, well. go ahead. Yeah. Well, sorry, Adam. I was getting a little ahead of myself. If you wanted to finish up on the Maryland Michigan game, so nope, I, I'm good. What did you have to say? Well, well, last week, you know, you, as you started this out, you've made your disdain for Maryland pretty evident. Last week, you even mentioned it, and so, you know, some I contacted the lovely Miss Janie, your better half, and said, Uh-oh. you know, do you have any photos when they went sightseeing around the D.C. area instead, <laughs> of, going, instead of going to Maryland? So. <laughs> She was kind enough to provide me with some photos here of the Matt and Adams DC vacation when you skip. Now the first one was Ryan Field, but you know I, it you guys are laying there. It, <laughs> oh yeah, I I thought maybe you broke in when they weren't playing, but I was told that's actually how much of a crowd they get during game time. So anyway, both teams both teams were in the locker room, and that was basically at halftime. You guys ran out and got a photo taken. Oh, anyway, that so. field turf feels so nice on your skin, doesn't it, Matt? <laughs> it does. It does. Your elbows just like well, sink in. And it, oh, right, the here, you in the, here you are in the front lawn of the White House. You know, I I assume you must have been far enough out for security by that point. Oh, Matt's got a story about that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Matt- not planned. All right. Matt, Matt had Matt had a moment of insanity where they had extra security out in front of the White House, and Matt and we go, "Oh yeah, why is there so much extra security out here?" And Matt and then they go, "Yeah, because somebody jumped the fence earlier today and tried to run to the door." And Matt goes, "Yeah, I'm going to jump the fence right now. See if you guys can catch me." And I was like, "What? Like, what are you saying, Matt?" They and the guy goes, "You say that again, we're taking you down." You know, the look on that photo, though, I, th- I think whatever it was, I think you could describe <laughs> that as giddy. I think giddy is the uh, word for those expressions. We were very so, happy to see the White House. Yeah, were, we're, so. I'm not going to I'm not going to apologize for being an American. Yeah. Well, then you must have moved on because, you know, then you got you're in the Lincoln Memorial. And I mean, there you guys are in front of the Lincoln Memorial. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a great photo. You two are both styling. I, I, Adam's got the little knee out, you know, I mean, yeah. You, you guys have an Instagram influencer future. Ahead of you. I'm not really sure what the Razorback shorts are about. But. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's kind of odd. Um, I got family uh, that live in Arkansas. It was a gift. Of course you do. <laughs> so anyway, and then the next one was very poignant. You know, it's just, it's enjoying a sunset. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had always, I'd always heard Washington, D.C. had a crack program problem. I just never realized what that, you know, I thought it was drug related, but uh, oh, anyway. So. It is not, as you can clearly see. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's the best one right so, there. Can I frame that? That was impressive Photoshop. We'll get Janie to send these to you. You know, I was, I was very happy that she was forwarding these to me. So the last yeah. one, I'm not sure. I think the Smithsonian must have had a ex, ex, uh, display going on. Because I don't exactly know where this one fit, but it was like, you know, it was like Matt and Adam. It must have been a Titanic. Was there a Titanic display? Yeah. And then, oh, and then, I see Bruce Wayne in the background. Yeah, too. and then in the back, there's Kyle Slicker in his tuxedo again. <laughs> I mean, oh. I, I don't know what that was about. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't know what this was. Guys. I know what that was about. That was about drinking lots of beer. 
and having a good damn time. Uh, anyway, I mean, we, we were, were king of the world. Look, yeah, we so, were, you know, from here on out, we've got these pictures to keep us company when you guys talk about how miserable Maryland was and you went out on the town. So I, I try on a dress one time, one time, <laughs> and you gotta like broadcast it to the world. Uh, well, yeah, no. I don't know, Harry. The twerps are assholes. Yeah. That was a fun trip. That really brought back some memories. That was fantastic. It did. That it did. did. I bet it did. So, oh. Flashbacks. Man, what 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 a life we live. It's great to be an American. I mean, anytime you can get on a pirate ship with Bruce Wayne and do the king of the world is a win. Yeah. Well, I, um, I'm going to be having a conversation with Janie. That, that was our private family photo album that she released. So not not cool. Not cool. All right. All right, boys. This next one, this is going to be the one that I'm like, I'm fired up. I might flip a table right now. I really want this one bad, and we need it. Three and seven Nebraska Cornhuskers going to the land of cheese and beer to Wisconsin, who is seven and three. We need the Cornhuskers to win this one. I am, for one of the very few times in my life, will be rooting for Nebraska in this one. The line is Wisconsin, favored by nine and a half. This one is on national television sets. At 2.30 in the afternoon on ABC, it's a big one. Jerry, who are you taking in this one, Nebraska at Wisconsin? As much as I want Nebraska to win it, I got to go with Wisconsin, the way they're playing right now. Doman's out for Nebraska. Um, you know, going to go into surgery, concentrating on the NFL. I just – I got to go with Wisconsin on it, but I – you know, it's a big one. We need a Nebraska to win this as Hawkeye fans, so it's going to be a little bit of a – you know, I'll be pulling for the Huskers as much as I can. I just don't know. It goes against the grain for me a lot of times. But yeah. I'll try. I'll try. All right, Russilla. Uh, Adrian Martinez, you know, the guy's had a pretty solid year. He just always makes a big mistake at a very inopportune time. He's thrown for over 2,500 year, uh, 2,500 yards this year and uh, ran for 502. So he's our leading rusher and passer. Um, so, I'm not really sure who I, – I think Nebraska's got a better chance in this one than most people do because they've really hung in with everyone. They just haven't been able really to close have. the deal. Russ, who are you taking in this one? I mean, my question is, is who's calling the offensive plays this week? I mean, who's – who's? I mean, is Frost calling everything from the sideline? Um, he I, doesn't have a coordinator. I, I talked to a few uh, people today, and there's some volunteer coaches and some analysts that got – uh, moved up to help coach the offense. I, I, I don't know. I don't know who the heck's coaching the offense. Just you know, some guy volunteer coaches is what I was told. So maybe it's my buddy Corey Pudani. He's going to be on the sideline. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, sixty nine percent of the money in Vegas and the um, on the money line bets are coming in on Nebraska. Uh, really, seventy so percent of the people that have bet the money line are thinking Nebraska is going to win the game. All right. Uh, I, on the other hand, uh, think that Wisconsin covers the nine and a half. I mean, as much as we need Nebraska to win, they're coming off a bye. Uh, you know, they need you know something good to happen for their team um, going into a recruiting season and into next year. I just don't think it's this week. All right, Kyle. You know, the University of Nebraska offered our our good friend Kyle Schlicker a gray shirt. 
no offense to gray shirts. He's not a gray shirt player. That's a scholarship athlete you're talking to right there. And we want to find out what your pick is on this one. Nebraska at Wisconsin scholarship kicker, Kyle Schlicker, who you taking? Oh. <laughs> Boom. Well, oh. Oh. Just so you know, I um, didn't, I didn't bring enough. I'm a, I'm out. <laughs> you got enough time before your pick. Run to the fridge, quick. Well, I mean, don't a, a, tempt a, me. Pretty sure to offer. You're on scholarship. You just have to wait a semester. You're a regular student for the first semester until more scholarship more scholarships open up. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good deal. I just you know I just had a better experience, man. I mean, it was all it all that story I told you about Frank Solich and you know me going there for a camp. I was invited, and no one knew who I was, and uh, it, you know it was a not that I needed anybody to like, hey Kyle Schlicker, oh my gosh, you know like wine and dine me. I didn't need that, but it was a little astounding, <clears throat> and that's a whole story for another uh, another time. If but, they're recruiting you, they should know who you are. Well, that's, that's kind of, I was at the phase, I was at the phase of my senior year where that was important, you know, like that was kind of like, who do, who do I want to be surrounded by for the next five years? Like, what kind of people do I want to be around for the next five years? And I remember going to that camp and uh, with a gray shirt offer by Dan Young, he was the, I think he was the offensive line coach at the time. I don't know if you remember Dan Young for Nebraska. He was a super old guy. Um I don't. He was their recruiting coordinator slash offensive line. And I, you know what? I became good friends with him. He was a great guy. Um, but anyway, you know what? <clears throat> with everything that's happening with Nebraska right now, uh, my soft side, it, I'm going with Nebraska on this. I, I really want them to kind of finish the season well. I want Scott Frost to kind of figure things out. I want kind of these things to like – Again, like uh, because of my experience with Nebraska, again, I, I had such a great experience visiting them. And I almost went there, man. I almost committed. I really did. But that was also early 2000s when they were hot, you know. And yeah. um, I will say this. Like, I have a feeling if they got Frost, if they keep Scott Frost and and they give him a 10 to 15-year commitment, Nebraska, Nebraska in, uh, I'm going to say, five years is going to be rolling. Um and I hate, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to say they're going to beat Iowa. <laughs> I'll never say that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm going with Nebraska on this one. The Badgers, man, you know, like uh, I had a lot of success playing against the the, the Badgers, um, and I'll never. Uh, I always, every time I talk to a Green Bay fan or a guy that I'm friends with uh, up in with the Wisconsin area, I always reference the UHF movie with Weird Al Yankovic. Badgers? We don't need no stinking Badgers. Badgers. We don't need no stinking. And I love making that reference to younger folks because they have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, I'm going to uh, be honest. I have no idea what you're talking about. You know what? I'm yeah, look right it up. Now. It's look classic. Up, look up the movie okay. and watch it. It is, it is oddly weird, but it is one of, it's one of those movies that it's on my top ten. Line. What's it, it really called? UHF. 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 Weird Al Yankovic. My dad okay. back in the my dad back in the day was a video was a movie distributor for like all the rebel, uh like all the blockbusters, all the family videos, all the you know all the mom, pa, and corporate video just uh, video places back in the day. So I would get as a kid, I would get screening copies of all these movies that were coming out. And when I'd go visit my dad, 
he, I would walk into this room and he had all, he'd have all these VHSs <clears throat> on a shelf and I could just pick. And plus visiting my dad, um, you know, I, I came, uh, uh, my parents were divorced when I was really young. So he let us kind of watch whatever we want, whatever we wanted to watch. Um, <laughs> I pulled upon UHF as a young kid and it became, it became a staple in my life. And I still, to this day, quote oh. that movie quite a bit. So you gotta, you gotta look it up. I'm going. I'm going with Weird Nebraska. Al Yank. Nebraska. Okay, you said Weird Al was in that one. He is, yep. man. He yeah. So is uh, okay. Michael Rich Kramer. It was one of his yep. first movies. Um, yeah. Weird Al was responsible for me having to stay home from a day of school. I had a really bad cough, and I'm eating my cereal in the morning. And uh, he did a remake of the Michael Jackson "I'm Bad," and oh, yeah. uh, it was called "I'm bad. Fat." And I laughed <laughs> so hard I coughed up blood. <laughs> And my parents, I spit my cereal all over the table and I coughed up blood. My mom's like, you're not going to school today. So, um, Russ, do you need to go to bed? I saw you do the nighttime. No, I'm telling my daughter to go to bed. Uh, (laughs) Should have went to bed an hour ago. Okay. Yeah, his, this is his uh, daughter. His daughter is not as afraid of Russilla as Batman is. So. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> that is true. Russ, Russ, is Russilla true. has a Russilla has a softer side to him. So, yeah. um, all right, Good now Matt Russilla to get him out of bed in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got, got a long ways to go. Uh, all right, all right, Matt. Who you taking in this one? Nebraska, Wisconsin. As much as I would like to say that uh, Nebraska will beat Wisconsin, I, I just think that with all the the four coaches that got fired, um, you know, Nebraska has lost close to, close all year, but they're also going in going up against the number one defense in the country uh, Saturday. Uh, they're they're putting up numbers. Their offense is getting it. Can can Nebraska turn? Any points up against that defense? I mean, that, that's solid, solid numbers for Wisconsin yeah. on defense. Unfortunately, so I just, uh, I just feel like uh, Nebraska's defense isn't enough to to t- tame Wisconsin's offense, and <clears throat> that Wisconsin's going to throw some points up on that D. So. Well, Wisconsin only allows 60 rushing yards a game. So good luck with that, Adrian Martinez. That's going to be a lot of fun. All right, our final game to finish up the longest podcast in the history of man. Um, We went real long this time. Um, We got Minnesota 6-4 and going to Indiana, who has been dreadful this year at 2-8. and Uh, Gerald, who do you have in this one? You know, I I don't know. I for some reason I'm just taking Indiana as a gut pick. I know they haven't been great this year, but Minnesota it's at Indiana, and I don't know. I'm just I don't, it's a gut pick that Indiana will at least keep it within the seven. So okay, okay, all right, I like it. All right, Russella, who are you taking in this one? Minnesota at Indiana. The uh, Minnesota's favored by seven. Yeah, I think uh, I think they've probably got their boat patched by now, and they'll uh, row themselves out there and take care of Indiana. So I think we'll cover the seven. Uh, all right, they might have a hard time rowing their boat in Indiana. I don't know if there's any lakes out there, but well, there could be. <laughs> all right, Kyle, who are you taking to this one? Minnesota at Indiana. The Gophers. I'm taking Minnesota, man. All right. 
No, Matt's back with the nice. good night. All right, Mr. Matty Ice, Minnesota at Indiana. Who is the Miller Light Delight picking in this one? <laughs> Miller Delight pick of the day is Minnesota. All right. All right. You got Minnesota taking this one. Oh, we lost Russ. Oh, we lost Russ. All right. Well, that was his way of like, okay, it's past my bedtime. I'm go. <laughs> um, he was freezing up there for a little bit, but boys uh, had a lot of fun again. This it was an absolute blast. Um, next week we have our uh, last swarm, the 402 podcast of the football season. And again, Kyle, we just want to thank you for coming on with us again, man. We have an absolute blast with you being here and um, hold on. Russ is coming back in. There he is. But uh, Kyle, like I was saying, we love having you here, man. It's been an honor and had a blast and just really love the friendship we've built with you. Good stuff, man. Hey, I'll, you know, I'll be here. You know me, man. I pick up my phone quickly. So whatever you guys want. Awesome. It's been fun. Kyle, I've known these guys for a long time, so you won't be picking it up as quickly as time goes on. So, <laughs> you got to lie. I know it, Jerry. <laughs> you got to yeah. in the state of Illinois, man. I don't, I don't get much of this. So, you know, yeah. anything, man, I love it. Cool, cool, man. All right, All guys. Right. Have a great weekend. Week. Right. Nebraska, week. big boys. It's hate week next week. Be ready, boys. Let's get them. Get them. Right. Go, go, go Hawks. Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.